Welcome to Halley HealthCast, the monthly wellness podcast from Halley Health, your partner in helping you live your healthiest life. Visit Halley.com for health and wellness resources, information, tips, and much more. Every month on our podcast, we address a new topic important to your health, bringing in expert doctors, therapists, and specialists who offer advice and answer your most pressing questions. November is National Diabetes Month, so we're talking about this all-too-common disease that affects millions worldwide. Specifically, we'll walk you through five helpful tips for managing your diabetes, all of which can be done at home. I'm Scott Webb, and here with us is Gene Land, a registered dietitian and certified diabetes care and education specialist for Carl's Diabetes Education Services. So, Gene, thanks so much for joining me today. We're talking about diabetes and how to manage it at home, and we want to go through the five tips for people. So tip number one, maybe the most important one, we need to know which type of diabetes we have, right? Right. There are three main types of diabetes plus several others, but type 1 diabetes is an autoimmune disease where the pancreas actually ceases to make insulin. So people with type 1 diabetes require insulin injections. Um, Type 2 diabetes is actually a disease of insulin resistance. It's the most common type of diabetes. It can be controlled with lifestyle modification, diet and exercise, um, oral medication, and in some instances, a person may need insulin with type 2 diabetes as well. Uh, And then also gestational diabetes is fairly common, and it's a type of diabetes that develops in pregnancy um, related to some of the hormones, usually goes away when the baby is born. So it occurs during pregnancy. People who have gestational diabetes are at risk for developing type 2 diabetes in the future, but typically it's gone after the baby is here. So as we move on here and we go to tip number two, uh, we want people with diabetes to check their blood sugars regularly, right? Multiple times a day. Yes and no. It depends on their treatment. They have type 2 diabetes and they're either lifestyle modification um, controlled or maybe on an oral medication. If their hemoglobin A1C is less than 8%, they may only need to test their blood sugar once a day, um, usually at varying times of the day. If their control is not real good, if their A1C is above 8%, we recommend that they test their blood sugar, you know, fasting uh, first thing in the morning, and then maybe two hours after a meal, so we can kind of see a big picture of what their blood sugar is doing throughout the day, and then the doctors can adjust their medications um, better that way. If a person's taking insulin, then they typically test their blood sugar four or more times a day. Okay, and as we move on here now to tip number three, this tip, of course, would be good for anybody, anytime, eating healthy, balancing meals and snacks, but especially for people with diabetes, right? Right. People with diabetes should see a registered dietitian to work together, you know, to develop a healthy meal plan based around carbohydrates. Of course, that's the nutrient in food that affects blood sugar. It doesn't mean that a person has to cut out all the carbohydrate from their diet, but we want to educate them on which foods contain carbohydrates and how to spread those out throughout the day, how much carbohydrate they should have at meals and snacks, and so on. So we really individualize it. So there's not 
you know, one meal plan that works for every person. Yeah, that's good to know, and I think maybe that would be the perception that there's sort of a standard, well, if you have type 2 diabetes, here's your meal plan and your snack plan. And I definitely know during COVID-19, during the lockdown, you know, that I was treating myself to more comfort foods. Oh, yeah. And I've noticed that my entire family has just been snacking more because I'm the one who does the grocery shopping, so I know how often I'm buying snacks. And is that an issue also for people with diabetes, just too much snacking? It can be. You know, we talk about you know, some good choices for snacks, some things that are lower in carbohydrate, uh, maybe with more protein, snacks that will sustain them a little more and hopefully, you know, make them not as hungry. And also, you know, all foods can fit into a diabetes meal plan. So if they do eat sweets occasionally, um, you know, we teach them how they can work their favorite occasional ice cream or birthday cake or whatever the occasion may be. That's great. Yeah, my uh, we were talking before we started today, and my grandfather had diabetes, and he was, you know, very careful about it. And we knew a lot less than we do now, of course, about diabetes. But he, you know, he had his little bowl of candy, and he would have candy in moderation, but it was like the thing he looked forward to most during the day. Finally, I can have that piece of candy, right? Some people keep, you know, candy on hand if they tend to to have a low blood sugar occasionally. So, you know, there's different treatments, you know, for different aspects of diabetes and times that that candy can be okay, you know, whether they're low or not, as long as they do it in moderation. Yeah, that's definitely key, moderation. And maybe when we talk about tip number four about getting moving and exercising, maybe that's also a good word for that moderation, especially if it's not something, you know, people are used to. But nevertheless, we really want people with diabetes and perhaps everybody else get moving, right? Physical activity is definitely an important part of managing diabetes. Uh, Physical activity actually lowers insulin resistance. So it can make your insulin that's produced in the body to work more efficiently or even um, if a person is taking insulin injections um, or oral medications. It just overall, you know, can help improve the blood sugars by lowering insulin resistance. Of course, if a person has not been doing any type of exercise or physical activity, you know, we recommend that they start gradually and then eventually, you know, build to 30 minutes a day is a typical recommendation. You know, you don't have to go to a gym to get physical activity. You can certainly walk outside in nice weather. Of course, now, you know, it's good to get outside since we don't want to be, you know, spending a lot of time inside or with other people. But there's just ways you can get physical activity into your everyday routine as well. You know, for people who are working you know, in an office building, um, if they have breaks throughout the day, it's good to get up and, and walk for 10 minutes if you have that opportunity. Or for people who do go to the grocery store and shop, you know, I might suggest to them, take an extra lap around the inside of the store before you start putting groceries in your car. You know, just any way that you can get some extra steps in. So as we wrap up here today, Jean, we want to talk tip number five, and this would be key, I'm sure, you know, for people with diabetes, but it's taking their medication and taking it properly. Whether the medication is, you know, prescribed once a day, twice a day, three times a day, it's important to, you know, talk with your doctor about what time you should be taking that medication, whether it needs to be taken before a meal or spaced 12 hours apart. Our diabetes educators, um, we review that with patients as well because it can be a problem. Sometimes, you know, I'll have someone who is to take a medication twice a day. They take the first dose in the morning, but they wait until bedtime to take the second dose. 
Well, some of the medications are meant to be taken before a meal. So if they take it at bedtime, it's possible that it could cause a low blood sugar, you know, later in the middle of the night, and we don't want that. We want them to be safe. Timing is very important in understanding how the medications work um, because each one works to control blood sugar in a different way. Yeah, it sounds like it. And what I really like about your approach, you know, is that it, there's no one size fits all and everything is customized and personalized and really working with people with diabetes to make sure that they're on the right medications, that they know when to take them, how to take them and all of that. Really useful, helpful advice. And thank you, Jean, for all that you do in your work as a registered dietitian and certified diabetes educator at Carl. And that's it for today's Halley HealthCast. Tune in next month when we'll bust five scary myths about aging. We'll tell you why you don't need to fret as you reach your golden years. And remember, Halley Health is your partner in helping you live your healthiest life. Visit Halley.com for resources, information, tips, and much more. Let us help keep you and your family healthy and well. Thanks for listening, and we hope you tune in again next month.